Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. All righty, let's go ahead and get this thing rolling. I'm a couple of minutes tardy. I had a, some personal things happening. When I say tardy, most listening on the show at CryptoTalkRadio.net will know what I'm talking about. And that's okay. But I had a couple of things come up, had to address them, make sure they were dealt with and, and properly managed. And we're past it now, but I'll give you the high-level skivvy of the situation. So I, at one point, had two endeavors on my business, you know, what I do outside of podcasts. And two endeavors... One of them I was going to drop mostly because they were starting to consume too much time. It's I needed to make sure that I could give time to you guys. I need to make sure I could do my own stuff, get out of Nevada. There's a lot on deck. The car, I got the car situation sorted, but at the time it was hitting a fever pitch. And so I made the hard choice to let go of my second endeavor. Now that was paying me really, really well. Every week I was getting a check for like three grand. So good, but that was early on. I wasn't really doing much and I wanted to be engaged, but they started to engage wrong. What I mean by engage wrong is, you know, it'd be like if you hired a plumber and your plumber shows up, you got water spilling all over your kitchen floor and you tell your plumber, why do you have your red wrench? Deep, deep, deep. You know, you're, you're telling them, you're questioning the tools, you're questioning the skills, you're questioning the experience. I don't work that way. It's like, get out of the way. Give me the problem. I'll solve it. I'm the expert here and you need to deal with it. And I deal with that, and it's worked for me. It just has. So my first endeavor, they doubled how much they pay me without me asking because they see the quality of it, whereas the second endeavor started playing games, and it wasn't worth the money because I was burning too much time, and I needed to dedicate time to my first endeavor, but also my personal matters. So then this balance, I'm like, all right, I got to let second ones go. They were kind of frustrated <laughs> because they can't, they realize, okay, we really need this guy. And so what I negotiated with him is, look, as long as we get level on this business, as in, I call the shots, we got to get back to level set, I'm not sitting in those meetings, you can contact me when you need, I'll be the funnel, but you, your people deal with the stupid meetings and the assignments and all that shit, right? 
So we came to this agreement. Okay, so they, they had locked me out. They restored the access. I'm going to be on a call tomorrow morning to get caught up, find out what they've screwed up, almost cussed there, what they've screwed up and where I can possibly help. And I plan to tell them. What I recommend is you guys do the work. I'll help you, but you do the work because you're going to need to do, know how to do this stuff. Don't rely on me. Don't lean it on me heavily because that's not going to help you grow. You got you to gotta learn how to do this yourself. And there is a major project that pretty much I would can, I'm the only one that can do it, and I don't mind doing that, but that's like way out. I think they said August or something. No problem there. So then my first endeavor, I've been really working and been able to focus as much as humanly possible on improving it. I've actually got green light to improve this, this crap that we were saddled with. And we're making progress. Like finally, after over a year, we're making progress forward in the right direction. We're after the whole major chaos where I was burning 18 hours a day and we're settled down. I still haven't started getting the paychecks from this updated uh, rate. That's going to take some time, but it's at a settled state and I feel better about it. So I had to focus time on this one. That's why I was tardy today, because I need to reset with the second endeavor and get everything back on deck. But I'm on track here. Let's dig into some cryptocurrency. We're going to skip the initial transition and jump right into it, because today's episode is dedicated to some stupidity. By stupidity, I'm talking about some absolute childish nonsense that I refer to as the battle of the beards. First, let's talk some numbers. I'm looking at coindesk.com if you'd like to follow along. I zoom out to the month chart. I look at Ethereum because it's like my big measure and it's solid green, as in there's no red, solid green. And you might be wondering, didn't you say, Leicester, on CryptoTalkRadio.net that when it goes solid green or more green than red, that generally indicates an upward trend? I said generally, not always. However, we are getting a little bit of upward, but we have still sell pressure as people are taking from profits as they should be doing. Meanwhile, separately, XRP was strongly benefiting from what happened earlier. It went up to a high of about, I think it got as high as 85 cents ever so recently. Yep, 85 cents. Down now to 77 as the low, 79 is the current point. So XRP had its little bit of a pump. Hopefully people took profits. I encouraged people to take profits because I knew, as you heard me say, nobody was giving my credit, but I did say, I don't think it's going to last very long but take profits for the time that we have it. Benefit and learn to time these pumps and learn, train yourself to take profits off of them because they're not going to sustain. We're not going to see the 2021 behaviors anytime in the near future. So benefit from every pump that's out there. I'm imploring you out there, no matter what token, whether it's crap or not, make sure that you're enriching yourself. When you see these opportunities, take advantage of them. That's money that you're entitled to and that you've been waiting for. We know that you have. So that's my biggest message on this whole business. That's not to say that we're not going to get a little bit more, but try to train yourself not to expect to become a millionaire overnight. Those days are long gone. We may get to that point if you're a long-haul person. I'm saying that right now, today, it's short pumps, still profit opportunities, but they're short pumps. If you're an exchange trader, you might be putting shorts on things that are going down. You might be putting longs on things that are expected to pump whatever it is you choose to do i can't speak to that's your risk just make sure that you're doing your stop losses absolutely so that you don't get liquidated off of you know something you can't control like i know some people that talked about they were shorting xrp which is mind-boggling because you think about the recent judge ruling 
that caused an upward run, a pretty substantial upward run, and yet why would you short XRP? It made no damn sense. And then if you are going to do it, why aren't you setting your limit? <laughs> why aren't you setting your limit order so that you don't, your stuff gets sold off before it craps you? I don't know. Anyway, that's the numbers on the books. I still maintain we are in a good position for the long haul. Short right now, it's, it's profit-taking opportunities, especially with like Stellar XLM. Stellar XLM is in a really good spot in the short term. It's not going to make you massive amounts of wealth, but right now it's in a really good position to make some money. So take your money. Don't sit on it. It's up to you if you choose to ignore me. I'm not telling you what to do with your money. I am saying what I'd recommend is that you take wealth off this stuff so that you can get some money back off of what you had invested during the crap out. So now let's talk about this whole business. Battle of the beards, as I refer to it. The battle of the beards is I was doing some research and just kind of wrapping my head or trying to wrap my freaking head around this whole business. There's a feud going on and it circles mostly around two people, but there's a couple other people that have chimed in or that at least were involved to some degree. And it had to do with Ben Armstrong, who goes by BitBoy Crypto. He's a quote influencer online you may be aware of. Okay, and then XRP and some of the leadership with XRP. The leadership with XRP that I'm specifically targeting, it's not just these people, but the two that are in play. First is the CEO, Brad Garlinghouse. I want to address something that he said. The other one is the CTO, David Schwartz. He calls himself Joel Katz. I don't know why. And the beard, battle of the beard scenario really speaks to Schwartz this David Schwartz guy and BitBoy Crypto because David Schwartz has been quite vocal and negative about BitBoy Crypto as many people have online. People online seem to think that BitBoy Crypto is nothing but a scammer. People think online that BitBoy Crypto is a rug puller. People think online that BitBoy Crypto, because he got massive amounts of wealth off of a strong play way in the past, that he's now gotten a big head, he's arrogant. Some people even said that he's changed that early on he actually was a cool dude and then when he got all this money, he started trying to boss up on people. Some people feel that he's not to be trusted and so then this whole Ben coin was a thing and there's somebody else called Ben.eth or whatnot. I don't follow these jokes. I'm just following, I'm reading essentially what I'm told and what I see is the case and what's the truth is up to question but apparently there's somebody Ben.eth who originated this business at some point, apparently, there was some partnership between BitBoy Crypto and Ben.eth around the Ben token. Apparently, there was some falling out between the two that I don't fully understand, nor do I care to. Apparently, BitBoy was going to acquire the Ben asset. Apparently, something went weird and there was a major dump. Apparently, there was going to be at some point a V2 of the Ben token that'll be totally under the control of BitBoy Crypto. Apparently, and this is a lot of apparently's, and I'm doing that because I'm qualifying that I have no evidence of any of this. I'm reading. I'm literally reading what I'm told and what I've surmised is the case. But apparently, this CTO of Ripple, right around this whole court case conclusion, it wasn't fully concluded yet, but getting close. You know, Ripple was talking about, we're going to win this. We're, we're on track to win this business. And interviews were given, talking about the Ben token. And apparently, again, there's another apparently, Apparently, there is a little bit of bearish sentiment around some of the things he was saying. 
people saw that allegedly there were these dumps that happened and a lawyer came out and questioned him about these dumps and what the heck's going on here because he had said, quote, he's going to lift crypto up and he was not planning to sell the bin token. Now, other influencers did some analysis and they said that BitBoy Crypto didn't do any sell, that BitBoy Crypto was not the one who sold. Others said that but there was apparently, here's where it got really weird, and this is why I say it's stupid, right? So there's Ether, you can go to Etherscan, etherscan.io, and watch the transactions for any of these tokens. Apparently, somebody created, so there's these vanity names that you can create. But this is not the vanity name, as far as I can tell. Now, it could be, but I, I, as far as I can tell, it's not. But where it got weird is that what another influencer said is that somebody made up a name, a vanity name in BitBoy Crypto's name to make it look like he had done these dumps. Okay. The, they said that BitBoy does not have a vanity name. He doesn't do that. Now, I can see there's a public name tag, and the public name tag links over to BitBoy Crypto on Twitter. And this links to a tweet where it says, quote, I'm committed not selling any bin coins for six months. I'm still intentionally not locking these coins. Why? To piss off the haters who say I'm a grifter, scammer, dishonest, and a pump and dumper going to make them look dumb again. So then after this, Zach XBT, who fancies himself kind of an investigator on the blockchain, retweets or quote tweets a message that talks about Basically, quote, BitBoy sold all of his bin that he committed to not selling for six months. Here's the address that sold, which he doxed it by himself, ending in 3F3A2. And it is indeed the same address that BitBoy Crypto did put on the original tweet. Okay, that's weird. BitBoy responds to this and says, quote, so everyone is clear on the deal. ETH Bed and I are making on the bin and why I sold my original tokens is for 1,000 ETH and $250,000 paid in stable coins over six months. We have a backer who's having to move funds, taking longer than I want. So he's explaining there were some cells, and here's why there were cells, is what BitBoy's explaining here. But that's different than what he said initially. What he said initially was, quote, I committed to not selling any bin coins for six months. I'm still intentionally not locking them. But he's straight saying, I'm not going to sell. This is in May not going to sell for six months only to have him turn around and do a sell confirmed through the blockchain through the very same address that he shared. So now people are looking at this guy like he's sketchy. What the hell's going on? BitBoy responds and basically says, well, yeah, I sold it because of this. Well, now people are wondering, what the hell's wrong with you, dude? You just said you're not going to sell and then you turn around and sell and then you're saying, well, here's why I sold. You're missing the point. You said you weren't going to sell, bro. So what, what changed? What's going on? At no point did BitBoy ever explain. He didn't explain what's going on. So he, he pretty much put his foot in his mouth because he came out and said a thing that he shouldn't have said. See, the problem is he should not have said he was not going to do a thing when he wasn't sure. If he knew things were in flight, he should not have said that he was definitively going to do a thing because things were still in flight. All that does is add ammunition to the people that are swearing this dude is a scammer left and right. In comes the CTO of Ripple. This guy, <laughs> geez, David Schwartz. Okay, so as this is all going on, right, 
the CTO of Ripple, again, a CTO of an organization, in response to this fiasco, talking about this is a rug pull. Because if you heard my definition on CryptoTalkRadio.net, I said that if, and it's kind of a gray area here, but if the developer of a project does something where money is available at one point and then no longer made available, it's essentially a rug pull. However, you can also have people who sell tokens to a degree that it drains the liquidity, thus by definition it's a rug pull, like when the idiot Vitalik dumped on certain projects that are out there, like ID Finance. So after all this business, people are talking about this is a rug pull, BitBoy rug pulled it, the CTO, <laughs> the CTO it gets in this and he's talking about, of course, of course it's a rug pull, what do you expect? It's BitBoy, what do you expect? It's going to be a rug pull, BitBoy's a rug puller, BitBoy's a scammer. He's just going on and on, trashing this guy, and it seemed like there was no love lost between these two at all. So then BitBoy, he's doing some, he's doing some broadcasts, and I think this is Twitter that he does this. He does some broadcasts where he's essentially crapping on XRP. At one point, if you didn't know this, BitBoy applied for a high-level position at XRP. I don't think he got the job, and maybe he doesn't care, which is good. But apparently he had tried to apply for the job. He posted the application he did on that site that shall be not named that starts with an L. But then he did some broadcasts where he's trashing on them. He's trashing on what's, he's, this isn't going to succeed. This isn't going to go anywhere. This isn't going to go any higher. It's a waste of time, et cetera. Claiming he hated XRP. He bought into the hype. It was a waste of time. People on the XRP side come back at him. They're saying, now how do you feel, dude? Because we're going up. We're mooning, doop, 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 doop. Just back and forth and back and forth. And then later, BitBoy comes out, this is a while ago, and he was aligned with XRP. So my summary here is that BitBoy Crypto keeps, he's flip-flopping. He'll say one thing, and then he'll turn around and say something else, and he won't qualify or apologize or somehow state, you know what, I got it wrong. Only that he got it wrong, he just, he'll just flip-flop, and then either hopes nobody notices, or maybe he just doesn't care. I had some people say, he just doesn't care. He's so damn rich, he just doesn't care. I got you, but at some point, people are going to perceive you as a scammer because you're not being consistent with your messaging and you're you're double speaking. Like, it's almost like you're causing, see, this would be the definition of, quote, FUD in some way because he has a large audience. So if you're causing something that triggers a very much lower price point, possibly for you to buy in, right? That's uh, That's what you're doing. Nope. If that's what he wants to do, he can. Nothing says he can't. I'm saying that the perception is that you're a scammer because you're doing it to trash other projects that you don't believe in. And then later, when you start believing in it, all of a sudden you flip-flop on it. And that seems kind of sketchy. And that's what everybody's been talking about on this. So they're going back and forth and back and forth. And this CTO of a major corporation it just has no qualms trashing on the BitBoy crypto for what's happening with this fiasco. I don't know what to, like, I almost feel like if you've got physical traits that are similar to somebody else, you should be able to align with those people. You should have something that you have in common. Maybe you talk about beer trimmers or mustache trimmers or something else to where you guys can, you know, get on the same page and align and be at least cordial, if nothing else. But all I see are just people, I did a coverage on YouTube 
talking about pissing matches in cryptocurrency. This was a quote from somebody who commented on an influencer's channel. And I talked about, you're not going to get rid of the pissing matches because unfortunately, everybody's out for themselves. And that's what you're seeing here. Now, the XRP people, I would argue they have every right to rub it in people's faces because they held the line. And they were one of the few to fight. Many of these other organizations basically just bowed down or, as I say, bent over with a jar of Vaseline off the side. They just quit and gave in. XRP never gave in. XRP held their line and said, this is what it is. We're not going anywhere and we believe in what we're doing. And as a result, they are on deck, poised, ready, potentially, to take a significant amount of market share away from even Bitcoin. Why is this? Because Bitcoin has been believed to have been influenced by the United States government, which is why the whole SEC and the Gary Gensler's talk about how Bitcoin is the only thing that's not a security. Of course, we know that's not true. The point is, when he makes statements like this, what does it do? It shifts sentiment, A or B. When the XRP case came up, what happened? All of these exchanges turned against XRP. They immediately delisted them, blocked them, banned them. It was only the people that said, you know what? Screw that. I'm going to hold this because I believe in this project and I believe it's going to be something. And then people fomoed back in after the court case happened. The flip-flop I saw from BitBoy then is very similar, as in he ran across, he ran with the bandwagon of it's this, it's that. After it gets close to winning the case, this is even before they won the case, when it's getting close to looking like they're going to win the case, all of a sudden BitBoy jumps back on the bandwagon saying, yep, it's good, doop, 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 doop. And then people are calling him a scammer because he's flip-flopping, where at a point he was, quote, fudding another project. And he has the platform, so the influence is strong with this one. My summary, and the reason I wanted to talk this is, I, it's it's disgusting. It it is because it reminds me of the you know the car salesman on Seifu and the car salesman 2.0 on LockPay and them fighting each other. This like they're all just coyotes, right? They're all just attacking each other. They don't. They can't align. They can't work together. What is this all? Where does it come from? It comes from greed, man. It comes from greed. They're all out on the on their own, right? I've I've said, and people have heard me, both here on the podcast at CryptoTalkRadio.net and on the YouTube channel. People have heard me. I'm online to I'd like to talk about cryptocurrency. I don't do it because I want to get rich. It doesn't matter. I make a lot of money on my job. If things happen, they happen, but I'm not going after it. I'm not chasing green candles. It doesn't matter to me. If I'm trashing somebody, it's usually because they're incompetent. They're proving incompetence, but it's it's documented. Like I'm pointing out specific things that are flat out incompetent, like the cult leader on Satama, right? There were known obvious things that this person did wrong that trashed a business. And if you think about it, you're harming people, which I find offensive. This joke jack off with Angie that just happened recently that I cussed out essentially. Same thing. It's like, you knew what you were doing, dude, and you're trashing people's livelihoods. In some cases, that may be all the money they have. It shouldn't be, but it might be. So there, I'm calling out specific things that somebody's doing, but just to trash on something else and then bandwagon because of a court case that's going on, and then the exchanges are partially to blame because they'll happily delist major projects with major market cap, but then they'll rush to list something like Pepe, Pepe 2.0, and Ship 2.0, crap that doesn't really do anything. My point, again, this is disgusting. It's In cryptocurrency, it's disgusting because that's what you have is just people that are against each other and greed drives it. 
Greed drives it forward. I can't tell you even now that Ben is or isn't a legitimate coin or it's going to be successful or that the V2 is going to be anything. I can tell you this. There has yet to be a single V2 that has succeeded the test of time. Other than, and I know some people will come at me, that's why I'm, quali- that's why I'm qualifying this. I don't count a fork as a true V2. And the reason I don't count a fork as a true V2 is that one of them continues and one of them does not when it's a fork, generally speaking. So when we talk about Ethereum versus Ethereum Classic, that's a fork. Both are continuing. Both are still have momentum. If we talk about Bitcoin, we talk about Bitcoin SV, Bitcoin Cash, right? Some of these other variants. But at the end of the day, things are continuing with forks. With a V2, where you crap on V1, it's just completely dead. I can't count it the same. And very few token projects that do a true V2 migration have succeeded the test of time. The only one I can even think of right now that has thrived, even partially, is HODL token. I'm sure there's others out there, but they're far and few in between is my point. Satama's not thriving right now. Floki is doing a run, but it's not I wouldn't call it thriving like it used to. Nowhere close, in my personal opinion. I think a pair of tokens basically dead. You know, some of these are basically dead. So I don't, I don't, I can't say Ben Willer won't succeed. And I can't say that the V2 Willer won't, only that it is extremely difficult for V2s to succeed. His platform may give him an advantage. He has a lot of people that follow him. That may give him an advantage in terms of selling people on the concept of what the token does. He has a lot of money where he can hopefully put skin in the game. And if he puts skin in the game, it has a strong chance of succeeding. Of course, you got to consider if somebody like Del Rugpull, a.k.a. Del Crypto, gets involved, because he's one of those big money players and has a lot of big money friends. If he gets involved, it could harm the project. And then people look at BitBoy as a scammer when it wouldn't have been his fault. So if you are invested in it or have considered investing in it or are considering doing so. All I can tell you is to make sure don't YOLO into anything. Make sure it's money you can afford to lose because I can't tell you what's going to happen there. With XRP, you have a little bit more confidence in XRP. You have a little bit more stability. I would tell you though, make sure it's stored in your own wallet, not an exchange. Because what happened with this whole business with the SEC, they froze assets. They stopped trading. I don't want to see that happen to people. So no matter which, like it, you know, it doesn't really, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. If you, if you choose to go a thing, no problem. Just be smart about it. Don't be stupid about it. And realize that some of this drama that we're seeing between these people can cause negative sentiment. It can cause outside the crypto bubble folks looking at it to turn away and look for other projects where there is a more welcoming community than what they see. That's why, I deba- that's why I denounce those things. And I wish more people would because there's no reason for it. There's no reason to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I'm not going to sit here and call BitBoy a scammer or a rug pull or any of that stuff. I don't watch his videos. I don't know. I can tell you this, as I've said before, if it's getting significant hype and BitBoy has called out things that have gotten significant hype, if it's getting significant hype, it has a higher probability of failure. The reason is simple. Greed. The reason for this battle back and forth between beers is simple. Greed. It all comes back to greed. And the longer you got greed in the business, the more things turn to crap and they don't last. Which is why you're hearing more influencers, if you notice, calling out the fact, the pump and dump graph, right? It's It hits a peak, it goes down, and they'll tell you when it hit that high, that was your point to make your money and get out. 
That's the mantra now. You know why? Because they know none of these projects are built to grow long-term. You're not going to find the next Bitcoin in any of the stuff that's spinning up because it was a once-in-a-lifetime situation. You might get into some of the core coins that might go on a larger run, especially if those layer networks get, get some traction, like a Cardano, for example. Or if Solana gets back to what it had. Remember, Solana, I think, got up to 600 or something bucks. So these, there are possibilities in terms of where something can go, but not with your crap that comes up. And certainly not with a one-off token like Ben. It's unlikely. Is it impossible? Nothing's impossible, but it's highly unlikely, highly improbable. So just be careful, no matter what. If you choose to do it, choose to do it. Just be careful. Make sure it's money you can afford to lose. And no matter what, make sure your bills get paid, top of everything else, and a roof stays over your head. Because you can never know what the future might bring. Last thing I'll call out here. We had this run. If you didn't get a chance to take profits, don't feel bad. If you're long haul, good. But if you didn't get a chance to take profits because you just weren't sure, don't worry about it. We'll have another run. It'll happen again. And you'll learn the pattern and when to time it to be able to take the profits and then decide whether you want to take them now, though it's a smaller amount, or take the longer haul, which is a gamble. I celebrate anybody who wants to be a gambler. I'm saying that I would rather see you take some profits off things and then when things go back down, buy some dips so that you can increase the position so the next time it runs, you get more profit and you learn to stack it. And you're you are, in a sense, recycling some of that money, which mitigates your risk. It keeps your exposure down. These are all techniques that you learn over time in cryptocurrency as you get frustrated with the garbage that's out there, as I've done. Whatever your strategy, though, is, is your strategy. These are simply tips to help keep you safe, especially when you're dealing with projects that are being tug of war by people above your pay grade who act like spoiled brats and children. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.